look forward to retirement and avoid the pitfalls. Keep listening for ways to maximize your retirement income. More Than Money with the Popowich Carmelli Advisory Group, CIBC Woodgundy, on News Talk 770. Welcome back. You're with Dave Faisal on 770 CHQR and More Than Money. Um, I often find it really useful, Faisal, for, uh, like we talk academically often about markets and the process of retirement and the steps and so on and so forth. And it's, it's not an academic argument. This is a journey, right? This is, this is, people think of it as a destination. It's not. It's a human journey through the next stage of your life. And I often find it useful to touch base with people who have moved into retirement and then talk about their experience because it's sometimes not quite what they thought it was going <laughs> to be, right? It's, it's interesting. We talk about that honeymoon period and how it changes over time. Correct, so, yeah. It's going to be very interesting to see what, what, you know, someone who's gone through it or actually been reading about it to see how their perspective is it, of it is. So that's going to be very, a very nice little piece. Well, let's, uh, let's, let's bring the human element to retirement. We've got Ken Ogilvie who's going to join us today. He's a retiree. He's also an author. He's written about this process. Ken, welcome to the show. Great to be on it. Well, so let's uh, let's. This is about you, my friend, and uh, we're going to bring to life sort of the uh, what your expectations were. I hope about retirement, a little bit about your experience as you moved into retirement, and how the journey has been so far. But we're not. Let's just maybe start uh, start at the beginning. Give us a sense of how long you've been retired, and um, where are you in the process now? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think these days there's probably no real word for retirement for many people. In my yeah. case, I still have a couple of boards and committees that I sit on, but. I think to me, retirement meant really not doing the the, the five day or twenty four seven type work that many jobs demand. Right. So suddenly you have time, you know, that you can plan for. So retirement was, yeah, you're not you're not there, you know, every hour of the day or pretty well um, doing work, you know, having deadlines uh, and so on. So retirement, I think, really means having time. Yeah, well, not a lot of the- time in my case. Right, and then the freedom—the freedom to do what you want—because I, I think, I think we'll discover in talking to you and I, when we talk to our clients, it's it's not that people have a lot of time on their hands when they're retired; they seem to be awfully busy. But before we get into what you're doing, I'm, I would actually like to start the conversation. Just if you can give us a quick summary of, if you think back prior to retirement, what was your expectation of retirement, and then we can talk a little bit about how that journey has unfolded and the differences. But I am just curious, prior to being in retirement, what you thought it was going to be like. Sure. Um, well, most of my life, I, I had uh, uh, jobs, and in fact, I was a director or executive director or so up till about ten years before retirement. At which point, I said, "Gee, this is just very wearying, and I enjoy it, but I'm going to actually go out and be on my own and do consulting." So I've had the a bit of a, a luxury of doing consulting for ten years, and and the early phases, I did a lot of work and was very busy. And towards the last few years, I was able to taper it down a bit. So I didn't go from a, a, a full-time job to full stop. I was able right. to kind of tailor it. And, and I think that's actually, I mean, even people in jobs can do that a bit too. It, you know, there's a certain pace, especially in today's world, that's very, very uh, wearying uh, with social media and uh, computers and, you know, the speed of things. So my expectation was that I would I would find a way to first taper down and have some time to start thinking about what I was going to do. Um, but of course, in the meantime, I started writing novels. And so uh, I suddenly ramped up on another level, but it was a more creative level. So I right. think that the creative side is really important and the time to 
to to think about what you want to do and then plan to do it is is important. And I did that. Okay. And so so matching so far into this journey, um, is it matching expectations? So is it kind of rolling out, or were there any big surprises for you? Um, a few surprises, but uh, mostly it's uh, just a sense of, my goodness, uh, you know, how can I be 65 years old with, uh, with good health and, uh, you know, living in a country like Canada, which is fabulous, uh, and, um, you know, relative to everything that's going on in the world, we're... <laughs> despite trade disputes and so on, we're, we're doing very well. <laughs> Too soon, um, Ken. Too soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was all good until a few days ago. But, uh, uh, but it, you know, I mean, we are very lucky. And, and so one of the senses I had was I, I am so lucky. And um, um, But the surprises come in there's this little time gremlin that watches you and says, ah, this person has spare time. I will fill it for you. Um, and, and what happens is you, you create things to do. I started golfing, you know, which I didn't have time to do during my career. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm learning that now. Um, but then you get all these calls, given the kind of environmental career I've had to be on various boards and committees and to do all kinds of volunteer work. And you start doing that. And then you start to realize that takes a lot of time. So the little gremlin feel, you know, fills in your time. And then, but you still have the luxury of saying, gee, you know, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. It's something different. Yeah, one thing that that I I noticed about you know what you write about, what you talk about is is the emphasis on being physically fit, and, and that um, we find that many of our clients uh, either continue or start using uh, you know going to the gym and so forth and becoming more healthier. Uh, they take more time and effort in there. Um, but there are many Canadians at at the ages of between sixty to eighty years of age that's just don't participate in physical activity. So for those who don't and may want to have a little bit of an extra nudge or a push from, from someone like yourself who's, who's going through this, this, this journey, uh, what kind of viewpoints or, or recommendations or tips do you have for individuals who need to stay fit uh, through this process? Sure. I mean, one of, the, one of the really great things, depending on where you live, etc., but I'm in uh, downtown Toronto, I can walk to anything. Um, so actually for a decade, uh, before I retired, uh, my wife and I had two cars. We, one of them was getting old and broke down and, and then the other one broke down and we said, gee, do we even need a car? Well, we have one now, but for 10 years we didn't have one at all. And I got used to the idea that, well, I'll just walk and get things. And in Toronto, I can get on public transport. And so, um, when you plan things, plan things that are within walking distance, or if you want a long walk, go for a long walk, and right away you get that base um, that you never had. Um, I used to think, I, back in university, I used to run track, and and then I used to run afterwards for many years, um, you know, more longer distance, just um, recreationally, but um, I always thought, I'm going to remain really fit, but I didn't. I kind of lost that towards the end of my career. And um, and then you start to say, well, I better start planning to do more and, and at a higher level. Uh, what you find, though, at age uh, 65 and beyond is, is there's a few things that have worn out a bit. And <laughs> you can't push as hard as you used to, um, you know. So, uh, uh, you know, you tend to, to do more uh, lighter things. But, but even golf, which I've never done in, in really at all other than the odd sporadic game, until a couple of years ago, um, you put in six or seven miles yeah. uh, pushing a cart around a track. I always make sure I push. I don't mm-hmm. carry my clubs. That would be a little bit hard. Um, 
but uh, but you can put in uh, if you put in a day or two a week of that that's right away you've got seven or eight miles or more of walking in in a day yep. so i think the first thing you tend to is not trying to become you know some super athlete but just doing the basic stuff that uh, that that puts the walking or the basic exercise in place um, and if you're lucky i live in a condo and right below me there's a little exercise gym that i can go into and nobody hardly goes there which is I guess, testament to what you just said, there's a lot of retired people nearby and I don't see anybody in there. (laughs) So people aren't exercising, but it's like they've got a private gym. We've got to wrap it up fairly quickly, but before we do, I want you to, um, your number one tip for somebody who's preparing for retirement, knowing what you know now, what's your number one tip? Um, I think it's mental. I think uh, get yourself something where you're using your mind, you know, daily. It's just like your body. You have to exercise both and they're both linked. So do the core walking and then do the mental exercise. In my case, it's writing books, but play chess, uh, do something, but keep your mind active. I think that's great advice. We'll have to leave it there, Ken. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Been joined by Ken Ogilvie. He's a retiree. He's also an author, as you've heard, and um, I, I thank him for sharing a little bit about his journey. We hear some similarities. There's, off, of course, differences, Faisal, uh, for everybody. Everybody's a bit different. The family dynamics are different. But the process, uh, there is a process that we go through, right, to make the transition out of that full-time, 24-7 paid employment that you got to be there yep. to whatever that next stage is going to look like for you. And we're going to talk about that process and how to build it properly. Correct. Yeah, from a financial structure, our four-bucket uh, asset dedication strategy is designed to bulletproof that retirement and you know ensure your lifestyle never retires. And that's going to be on Monday, June 18th, 7 p.m. at the Oak Ridge Co-op Wine and Spirits now you need to reserve your seats. So give us a call at 966-8400. That's 966-8400. Or you can register online at morethanmoneyradio.com. And at that seminar, we're going to provide a copy of our book as well, uh, complimentary to anybody who attends. It's called Bulletproof Your Retirement. And it's not a workbook, Faisal. It's a book a little bit about the the narrative of that process of retiring following the four client stories, right? So it's it's education through the human uh, through the human side of, of what the retirement process looks like. Okay, so we look forward to seeing you there. Now, after the break, you're going to be hearing about what new initiatives the investment industry has on the horizon to protect you as you get older. You're on 770 CHQR and more than money. David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli are portfolio managers and investment advisors with CIBC Woodgundy in Calgary. The views of David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli do not necessarily reflect those of CIBC World Markets, Inc. Clients are advised to seek advice regarding their particular circumstances from their personal tax and legal advisors. If you are currently a CIBC Woodgundy client, please contact your investment advisor. CIBC Woodgundy is a division of CIBC World Markets, Inc., a subsidiary of CIBC and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada.